Welcome back, everybody. Listen, loving having you guys here with us in 2020. Uh, it's been amazing thus far. It's taken us too long to have Suman Condola on. I want to introduce uh, the family, the tribe to Suman. If you haven't seen her through our self-hired uh, Instagram tags and stories and all that, she's highly, highly involved with the production team back here. Uh, is someone who you know looks 19. Uh, is somewhere between 20 and 30, but has the age of, you know, someone between 40 and 60. Uh, so she's, she's wise beyond her years, uber confident. She's a, a figure for young women. She tells a lot of uh, stories and explains narratives around self-confidence and development and relationships with our emotions and our ego and digital marketing and her story throughout all of that, becoming a woman and how to navigate this world and creating distance between you and your identity and how you portray yourself and social media and coaching and all these different things that we went into. So uh, one of the one of the just most the most natural, um, genuine, authentic conversations uh, that we've had. Suman and I butt heads so much behind the scenes, uh, but get along so well. So I'm I'm really excited for you guys to uh, to meet Suman, and I'm excited for you guys to hear everything that she's got coming in uh, 2020. So enjoy this one. The Think Space podcast is a home for the passionately curious. We aim to dig deep and learn as much as possible by connecting the right questions with the right people. So we bring in some of the best minds in the Pacific Northwest, regardless of their industry, to extract the most value from their stories and experiences. Yes, you're going to get something from this episode, which is good. Or you could get something from every episode we release by subscribing on whichever platform you're listening on. You can find the full show notes at thinkspacepodcast.com or have the visual experience of this podcast over on YouTube. If you want to get looped into some exclusive content or private giveaways, join our mailing list. The link's in the description. Um, hi, Sue. Welcome. What's up? Uh, you know, it's nice to have you in-house again. You know, you know you're, you're always working remote. You know, I know you don't spend much time here. So it's... <laughs> Live here. <laughs> Uh, so I appreciate you coming in and having a conversation. So I wanted to give people an introduction to Suman Condola, Suru the Guru, Su Wu for all. No, not Su Wu. Not Su Wu. Uh, Suru the Guru, anything else? Do you know the flu? No. <laughs> Su flu? The Su flu. <laughs> the Su flu, uh, Suru the Guru. Anyway, so I wanted to, I wanted to dive in. So Sue has come into the family here in the past uh, six months, eight months, eight months, six months. May. May. Yeah. Yeah. May. Eight months. Eight months. Mm. Um, into the into the the family here. So far, as we've grown, has become our account manager, our project lead. She deals with the people most of the time, um, and is a heck of a personality. Uh, has her own little thing called XO and Hustle. I'd love to get into that. And I'd say you're our digital marketing specialist. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, copy specialist. I remember the first time you came in here and you're like, well, who does your copy? And we're like, we have a printer. <laughs> and like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure actually you said, we, I do our copy. Yeah, because I was bullshitting 100%. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I, didn't take, I didn't take English in university. I'm the worst. Anyways, so <laughs> digital marketing specialist, if you will. Um, island background, New West background, born and bred. Mm-hmm. Now you're here. Let's start up with like, how does it feel to be on the team? How does it feel to be here? I love being on the team. <laughs> Such a bad answer. <laughs> like, yo, I'm going to knock this out of the park, son. <laughs> no, I love being a part of the team. It's a team that I feel like is growing. It's a great time to get involved in the team. Um, you, 
don't get to have as much say when you're in an environment where teams have already been very ironed out. So I love to be about a, a part of the process that is ironing out roles. Mm-hmm. Um, really close to the clients. Mm-hmm. Really close to also the learning. Otherwise, it would be boring. Yeah, uh, learning curve is insane. Need insane. the learning curve. Yeah, and it's it's rapid, especially like at the level that we're scaling right now. I want to jump back. Like, let's so why you've chosen a path in your life that is very outlandish. You're an outlier in the way that you've done things. You haven't moved the way that most people move through their early, mid, and late twenties. Um, you know, like you have navigated this world in such a way that some people will be like, "What is she like?" I, she's doing some cool stuff, but I don't know. What is she? How does she wait? What? Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know exactly what she's up to. I mean, I remember looking into initially and be like, what is this girl? Okay. What did you think? (laughs) I I was like, well, I mean, she clearly doesn't conform. Yeah. She clearly has her shit together. Um, she's, you know, she's got some big names behind her and she has the background, but like, what does she do? Yeah. And with a lot of the outliers we have on the pod is like, it's the same thing. It's okay. I get it. You're an entrepreneur. You're CEO of a company, but like, what the, what do you, what, what, what do you do? You know? So what made you, um, go that untraditional route? Maybe you can fill us in on the backstory a little bit and why I got into digital marketing. So I went to school for, well, originally I went to school for social work because my whole goal was I grew up in a way that was like, all right, I need to help people because I needed help. And I went there and I realized that it wasn't the way I wanted to help people. Mm. And so then I ended up going to psych. Then from psych, I ended up going into consumer behavior. And that's when I got really interested in why people do the things that they do. And at that point, I feel like I was just Googling a bunch of shit and I was going to school. But the thing was, I was also going to school because it got me out of my house and I got to move away. Yes. So there was that whole like, do I still pay $10,000 every four months so that I don't have to live at home? <laughs> um, and But that grows you different ways. And then I eventually just left it. So I ended up working for a telecommunication company. Mm. And I'm really fucking smart. And I got promoted <laughs> really fast. I got promoted in three weeks. Yeah. And I started training people on our system. And after three weeks, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So then I got in different roles. I probably had five roles. And I got to the point where... Did I want to be my boss's boss? And I didn't. Mm. And so I literally worked 14 hours a day. I saved up enough money to support me for six months. And I quit. Because mm. I just like, I didn't want that life. The I've jump. always been a rebel. The yeah, jump. the jump. This episode is brought to you by Self Hired. Self Hired, if you don't know, is a content studio that specializes in video production as well as photography and, yes, podcast production. So if you are an individual or you are a head of a company or a marketing manager or a content manager at a company that's thinking about one of the most powerful mediums in 2020 and want to start a podcast, uh, give the fellas over at Self Hired um, a call that you can reach them at selfhired.com. Um, or info at selfhired.com if you want to blast them an email. Thank you guys so much. And here's to the episode. Yeah, but then that were was you in like... Victoria at that time? Oh, no. You were back here. Here's the thing is that that is the beautiful, beautiful thing about companies like that is that that company got me from Victoria back to Vancouver. Got and it. I still lived on my own. I was still able to do things. I was able to support myself, so I was fine. Um but it was when I was back in Vancouver and I was back in energy. I was back around, not that Victoria doesn't have creative people, but maybe it just didn't have the pulse that I was looking for. Um, 
when I found that again, I was like, I don't want to be a part of what I'm a part of. I don't care. Hmm. And once I realized that, once I realized I didn't want to be the people above me and that there was a ceiling and that I was in a very, I was in a very constricted environment, it just wasn't for me. I feel like a lot of people get to that stage. I know, listen, I went to the same school. I got to the same stage. I was like, okay, if if I see this through and I'm at this position and you really, you speak from that position, you think from that position, what's this position like? And I was like, do I want this? And the answer was no. And I was like, okay, well, shit. Now you're, now you're, now you're, now you need to figure it out. Well, now you're faced with reality. Which you is know better. Existential crisis, baby. Exactly. Here we go. Yeah. What is so, the meaning of life? What is the meaning of life? What do I do? But I know better. And it's just like, if I know better and if people uh, look to me for advice, then it's like, who am I to just sit down and like be mediocre? Yeah. Then full so of you, shit. So you felt a, a, a sense of leadership early on. Yeah. Leader without a title. Robin Sharma. Oh. <laughs> It's a good book. Quotes. You got a notebook <laughs> down there or something? Like that just off the top. Crazy. Um, so so how, how do you feel about the personal brand wave and how that's all developed out and the influencer wave? How do you want to exist in that ecosystem? Because again, like I see you, you bob and you weave and you got the crazy Instagram stories and the posts and the community and the DMs and people are following you, but you don't really brand yourself that way. You're kind of in this weird gray area with this esoteric mist around you. Uh, how do you feel about that whole thing? Why haven't you gone down that route? Because I feel like like you have the intangibles. You have that. You understand digital marketing. Mm-hmm. You understand the platforms. You have the personality. It's like yeah, that that is a person that would go that influencer personality route and just use those affiliate links to 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 kick back and yeah. and, and live from Bali. True. Yo, Bali is my backup. Bali's backup. <laughs> Bali's my backup. Got it. Um, it's because I already did it. So when I quit my job and I started doing YouTube, I started branding myself. And I never was really susceptible to other people's opinions of me. I didn't really, I I understand perception and I understood that like your reality created you to have that perception of me and that's fine. I have to stand strong in my own identity, Mm. but I mean, I'm human. And so I was branding myself on Instagram and I got really good at it. And originally I had started Like even when I was at the old job, that's when I was learning how to do this when it was dead. And when I was doing it and executing it, it fucked with my own identity. And so I was like, okay, here's a good example. I went on a date with a guy, right? And he's just like, you're not exactly who I thought you were from YouTube. And I'm like, because I'm a fucking person, <laughs> right? And when I'm on YouTube, I'm giving you a shit ton of energy for two minutes right. for you to s- stay on my page, Yeah, for sure. right? Like yeah. I'm keeping you engaged. I have 10 seconds at a time so that you don't click off. Yep. And it, it's fine. Like I am that person and that is a part of me. You've been with me in all burst. day in, in burst, burst yeah, right? It's yeah. there. But like, I mean... I'm human and yeah. I this is my reality. And if I don't connect with you on a mental level, then we have nothing. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And so I got to a point where there was, I started to have that own misconception with my identity. So I stopped personal branding myself. Hmm. I am gonna go back into that. However, I what I've realized is that like, okay, so you can have roadblocks, but it's up to you whether that roadblock stops you in your tracks and changes your direction or if you just figure out how to pivot. So it's like, okay, if, if that fucks with my identity, then just get somebody else to run it. Yeah, the obstruction is the instruction. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, a former podcast guest, Stephanie Yu, uh, huge, huge following, 200K, mm. um, was absolutely killing it on the, on the, on the, on the platform. Um, actually came on the podcast and then a week later was like, you know what? 
I've become a different person. Yeah. And I'm going to leave everything. And I'm going to, because she was, she had full-time income. She was an author. Yeah. She was, she was killing it off Amazon. She was killing it on socials, referrals, all of that. She had it. She had made, she made the millennial dream, mm -hmm. right? She's living downtown. She's traveling all over the place. She's writing content and copy for different blogs. Everyone loves her. She's got the following. And she's like, yeah, this is not me. So I'm going to go. Yeah. And it was inconsistent with her own narrative. Yeah. And that's the thing, though, is I think that, like, when you go through that, that she could come back. She could very well come she back. She could very well come back, and she can be so rooted and grounded in who she is that she understands how to use that beast hmm. rather than be subject to it. So how are you going to use the beast of social now With moving forward? I don't ever think I had an inauthentic narrative. Mm -hmm. I just think that my relationship, like, you cannot be the user and the creator at the same time. Break that down for me. So like if I'm the user and I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling, right? Then I'm consuming, I'm consuming, I'm consuming. Versus as the creator, I'm putting shit out for you guys, for other people to consume. Mm -hmm. You can be the user and the consumer, but then it ends up like, why? how are you using the tools that you have? Does that make sense? Mm. So it's like if I'm sitting there and I'm scrolling, then I'm not effectively using my time on Instagram because then the other times that I'm on Instagram because I need to actually post on there mm -hmm. or I need to actually create content, then I feel like I'm always on Instagram. Yeah. And then you have this disassociation with what life really is because you're living in a fucking app. Yes, you're right? very much living in an app. Yeah, yeah. so there's you, you set boundaries within that. Exactly. Changing the way you interact, but like even... You could what get, you consume. Yeah, what you consume. But wouldn't you say you need to keep up with the market, with the trends, what's going on around you? But even that, you can create boundaries around that, mm. right? So it's like if you're keeping up with a certain market, um, video production, let's say. Sure. If you're doing video production and then you're spending half an hour every day seeing what other people um, in video production are doing, that's an effective use of your time. Right. And let's say you're spending 20 minutes consuming like your girlfriend had a baby and you're liking it and saying, yo, congrats, right? Versus mindless surfing mm -hmm. or comparison or um, I feel like just like being obsessed with like likes and shit like that. Like I never, I, I, I didn't ever really get into that. But the second that I felt that, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, yeah, social verification, validation, mm -hmm. all that for sure. So I, like, but you're still... Active. you're still there you know what I'm saying like the thumb movement and for those guys that are just listening i'm just scrolling on my my imaginary phone he the difference it. between like yeah the difference between okay i'm doing market research is like this right mm -hmm. and then and then i'm mindlessly scrolling it's like this right it's yeah. the same thing yeah but you're not when you're doing that you're not here and you're not there yeah, but how do you check yourself? It's so easy. Like this is a platform that is literally a trap. It's a dopamine trap. It is a yeah. gamified trap to satisfy your every need. There are people, engineers that get paid hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars yeah. to gamify this app. So you can, so you fall out of, I'm doing this purposefully and mindfully mm -hmm. to I'm just consuming. Now it's discipline. Fuck. It's discipline and self-control. It's, it's sourcing out the things that you don't want to do to other people. All right. Yeah. Do you find, actually, I'll go a different direction. How do you want to change the way you were perceived on social? Like, do you think that you had, you connected, did you think connected with that online identity so much that it changed the fabric of who you are? And then mm -hmm. you didn't like how that changed the fabric of who you are. So you wanted to, you disassociated from it, went in a different direction. Like, how are you going to create an online 
or I guess re-energize an online community around you mm. without doing something inauthentic or becoming a person that you're not. So I don't, I don't ever think I was a person that I'm not. Mm. That's why I think I, it works for me and I think that's why it's easy for me. But I think what I had a hard time with was the relationship I had with others and their perception of who I was online versus who I was in person. You spend an hour with me versus you spend two minutes with me, you're going to get a variety, like a variety of me. I have 10 moods in an hour. You know this. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, and so it's just like um, what I was having a difficult time with, I've healed and I've worked through that. Mm -hmm. And I've realized that like your understanding of who I am is not my responsibility, but the way that I show up and the way that I treat you and I make you feel is my responsibility, but how you receive that mm. isn't. So you weren't dissatisfied with how you were operating in the world. You were dissatisfied, or the person you were in the world. Yeah. You were dissatisfied with the way the world was interacting with, with you. With me. And I think that that had to do with more personal growth, more self-development, and standing strong in my own two feet. Mm. Yeah, because I started that like when I was like 22, right. but I grew up very sheltered. So mm. when I moved away, that's when I started exploring the world. So for me, it was very like, okay, so this is my first touch with like showing people who I am. Yeah, super. I mean, just with your heritage and all that, like you going out to, I mean, a lot of people do go to the island and they're just like, or go to a way to university and they're like, yeah. ah, what's up world? Like yeah. I'm a person now. Yeah. Hey, let me go this way or let me go that way. Let me craft an identity. Even still today, I think your identity is very fluid. Mm-hmm. I can't really, like, I know you. I spent a lot of time <laughs> with you. And I was still like, she's kind of. And I ended up putting you, just this is a mental exercise that I did. I was yeah. like, I ended up putting you in this group of, like, just weird outliers that, like, you don't <laughs> act, you don't actually know where they're going to go. Yeah. You know, like, um, the one that comes to mind is, like, um, Rocky and, and Kajan Johnson. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, they run gyms and they're MMA artists. Yeah. Also actors, also podcasters. And they're super passionate about everything they do. Mm -hmm. They're also super spiritual, but like you, you don't actually ever know yeah. how that person's going to show up. That person's a wild card. Yeah. You know, you said that once you're like, I never know what you're going to look like when you come through the door. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Like, am I going to look hood that day? Am I going to look like a girly girl? Am I going to look no in the knows. sweatpants? I don't know. And people don't even recognize you. That's the funniest thing, man. Because <laughs> people will see you, like, they might see you two, three times around here. And you're all, like, you're all self-hired, hoodied out, and, yeah. and cap on. And then they might see you out. And you're like, who the hell is this? I don't even recognize you sometimes. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> even now, you're like, we were working all day. This is at the end of a work day. And you're like, okay, let's get ready. And you like threw some makeup on. I'm like, who the hell is this person? <laughs> you threw the XO and hustle uh, uh, jacket on. I was like the hell is this? I was like, oh yeah. And it, like for a moment I was like, oh yeah, this is the girl that we initially brought in. I was like, yeah. there's that spark, yeah. um, which is really interesting. You still stayed, still stayed true to that. So maybe you can, um, actually now let's go back. I want to still, why, if you come from like a traditional family, mm -hmm. traditional, I'm going to use that term a little loosely, mm -hmm. um, you know, family structured, a little bit sheltered, you go to university, you know, you, you didn't finish. Did you finish? No, I, I quit. I have seven credits left. You're the I'm worst. You're <laughs> I an know. Idiot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can call myself out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't finish. You're like, all right, I'm going to go out into the working world. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so funny. I have been working since I was 13, though. I understand. Yeah. It's so, that's so funny because on your resume, I just saw University of Victoria and it's a psychology faculty yeah. or something like that. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. She graded. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't grad either, but yeah. I, like I'm literally like UVic. Uh, uh, What's a resume now? Just school anyways. of business, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Yep, he's good. He definitely graduated." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 
Um, anyway, so you go out and you're like, all right, I'm going into the working world and I'm going to throw myself online. Good thing I'm never going for future employment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you, yeah, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, but you're still, wh- what was it in your head being like, oh, I can actually leave with seven credits left. I can actually leave and go uh, put myself online and try to carve a lane out for myself in the world. That wasn't even the goal. So the goal was I, I was in school at the time and when did I leave? Okay, at this point, um, a girlfriend and I had been living together for a little while and then she left. She finished school and she calls me and so I got in like a new apartment. Um, where was it? Fuck, it was on Dallas Road. Like, it was the fucking dopest apartment, $600, right? $600? On Dallas Road, oh like, gosh. wake up to the ocean, like, my dream. And she calls me. She's like, yo, I can't do my last two courses in Sask, so I have to come back. I was like, let's split the bed. I got a king size. Let's $300 at each, right? Damn. And so we... Literally, Dude, share a Tinder profile too <laughs> while you're at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> She's cute too. Um, and yeah, so we started living together. And so yeah. she went through like, and like, it was really interesting because, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, talk that talk. Yeah, anyways, uh, career. Anyways, yeah. No, no, come on. It's really interesting because it's interesting because you get to see yourself, um, you're always on. Right. It's like I love this girl to death, but um, we were far enough removed from one another that I got to see myself 360 all the time. We went to school together. We were like really good friends. We still are very good friends. Then we live together. You sleep together. You wake up. Hey, honey, it's time to wake up. We had school at the same time together. And so at the, when I was in that redundancy, I was like, what kind of life That's do crazy. I want? That's literally I was like, yo, like at this point I had lived with guys and I had done my thing. But I was just like, it, like it's different when you're with like with your girlfriend in your bed all the time right and I was like what is this redundancy in my life and so I was like fuck it I don't want to go to school anymore I don't even like what I'm doing which is funny because now I love psychology um but I love consumer behavior I was working at future shop twice a week making full-time salary I was like all right I'm really good at sales and I like as much as you guys think I'm not street smart like I fucking know how to make a dollar out of nothing, you know? And yeah. so I I got to the point where I was just like, yo, I could do this. Yeah. And I just quit. I called my mom and I was just like, hey, like, I'm not going to go to school anymore. And for her, it was like, that is where that traditional shit comes in. Like, you know, you need that education, blah, blah, blah. But that's also what she came to Canada thinking that was going to make her successful. That's yeah. an old way of living. Yeah. And so I respected it. I understood it. Um, and it was something to navigate. Should have finished, but yeah. Okay. Should have finished. 100% should have finished. You can still go back. I, but you know, I used student loan money for something else. <laughs> so. Is that fly uh, car out there? <laughs> hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You're good. No, I went fucking carless for two years after that. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then I, then I got another sales job and I was like making even better money. And at that point, I was just, you know, when you just, I feel like when you're a self-starter and you, you're you like, hey, I want to learn how to do this, you just learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need, it's not that you don't, I don't want a doctor who hasn't gone to school. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'd rather have a marketer who's failed 10 times and like succeeded 20 mm-hmm. and figured their shit out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seasoned, seasoned for sure. Yeah, yeah that, there's a weird, 
I reflect on it all the time because like I've made a lot of like real world mistakes mm-hmm. that have real world consequences yeah. and that shit hurts. Yeah. You burn bridges, you fuck up businesses. Um, like there's a million and one ways you lose money. Like things can go really wrong in the world, in the real world. And I, I, I wish I would have, cause I was a young egotistical male. I thought I could do everything like you. I could just throw myself in a situation, figure it out. And I was like, yeah. the world is my motherfucking oyster. And, I, and then we both know how to talk. And you both know how to talk. So yeah. you can talk your so way you in about a situation, exactly. out of any situation. Exactly. And so I'm sitting there, you know, young guy. And I'm like, yo, I can, I can, I literally, I have this world figured out. Like I have yeah. the, I have the world by the balls. So arrogant. Ridiculous. Yeah, I was so Ridiculous. Arrogant. Yeah. And you're like, hey, I can do, if I can do anything I want, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. And so, but the, so in contrast now, older, wiser by a little bit, it's like, man, I could have used that playground. Mm-hmm. I could have used that playground so much, mm-hmm. you know, um, just playing, you know, dodgeball versus playing in traffic, you know, like, it's like, you can seriously get knocked out, killed. Like, it's just, it's like the world is fucking cold. The world know? is cold, but see, then I just think about this, like, wouldn't you want to figure that out earlier? That the world is cold? Yeah. See, I'm happy. And then figure out yeah. how to bring love to that. I agree. That going from going from that place of ego and a lot of like a lot of kids are there. So mm-hmm. many kids are there. A lot of adults are there. A lot of adults are there. You know, like coming from that place of ego and then going to that place of like you go through, you get hurt, 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 you get humbled, you get depressed. Yeah, that's it's, it. Was also a root of pure depression. Uh, pure depression, yeah. and then at some point, you you get smart and you get humbled, and love comes back into your heart ultimately, and you start seeing things from from that mindset. But it's like that's such a long journey. Like, you're gonna go through it anyways. Uh, are you? No, I disagree. I okay. So I. I feel like a lot of people aren't. I think if you go down that road, you come out the other side. Life is a hundred times yeah. better. But most people don't even go down that road. Okay, sure. Okay, like, so what's the goal? I don't. I. I. I just. I guess I don't live life like that anymore. Are you sidestepping? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't live like. I like, used to live. Okay. So for instance, we're at the end of a decade. We're at a beginning of a new one. Mm. What are your ten year goals and blah, blah 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 or whatever? I. I don't think of life like that. I was listening to this podcast and it truly changed my life. He was like, everyone makes bucket lists, right? So he was like, instead of making goals, like everyone has goals. Like I have goals. I talk to you about my goals, but it's like, instead of making those goals, what you're really gunning for is you're gunning for what will that feel like when I achieve that goal. Right. So if I'm, if I'm gunning to figure out what is that achieving that goal going to figure out, like feel like, then I'm actually gunning for an experience. Mm. Right. Like I want to go jump out of a plane. Mm -hmm. And why do I want to do that? I want to feel that freedom. Right. And so it's just like, that's an experience I want. I want to f- experience like my product selling and mm. my first customer getting that first email and them replying. That's an experience, right? And then you build and build and build on your experiences. So okay. to say that happiness is a goal or success is a goal, then that means that you don't have it right now. So then you're always going to be in this energy of chase. Yeah, you're in a you're in a ambition narrative for sure. Exactly. Yeah, like I had a moment like maybe a couple of months ago where I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like I was so mad. I was like, "Cause I get mad. Like I'm a pretty chill person, but like a lot of the shit I do is like from angst, from anger. You know, yeah. like in a weird way. That's where my like dark night of the soul is, right? And um, I was just like, I don't know what I was doing. I was like running something. Like I was doing something physical, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck, man!" I got happy and fulfilled 
before I got rich or famous. And, and I was like, doesn't that feel sad. so much better? No, I was pissed. Well, you okay, you know what? Let's speak <laughs> about that because I got happy. Yeah. And I was fucking depressed and I got happy and I was just like, oh, what's left? Yeah, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was really challenged with that. And I, I literally was like, oh, like, is this just what life is? It's like cycles, you break through it, you break a few patterns, you get better. Like, you know, the time frame gets shorter, blah, blah, blah. What's, and you know, like I, like you also talk about like your journey with materialism oh man and so it's like for me i don't even have materialistic goals like i love nice things but i'm not doing it for that so i'm like what the fuck am i doing it for yeah and i think that when you get to the point where you're like you're happy already then you just get to create you mm. just get to create more happiness and you get to expand that instead of thinking life as an uphill thing you think of it as an expansive thing it grows this way rather than that way yeah no Outward. totally it's like um david was just talking about this um yeah, abundance. Yeah. Abundance, joy, abundance, things like that. Like, it's just like, dude, I've worked from a place of angst and anger and, 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 and like, I go, like, that's, that's, that's fuel. Mm -hmm. That's fuel. But it runs out. Exactly. But it runs out. And so, but to, to your point of like, okay, is this what life is? Is it cyclical? I just, I have obstacles. I figure them out and I go and you're like, and the same point I that I, I was like, wait a minute. Like, Cause I want like brick walls. I want brick walls and I want to find a way through them over them. Cause that's mm -hmm. like, that's fun to mm -hmm. me. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. This isn't a brick wall. This is a slide. Yeah. And I'm just like, we, and so I'm like, wait a minute. My job is just to like smile, look up and flail my arms in the air, <laughs> which at the same time, like that, yeah. I don't like that is working. Like yeah. today, for instance, like super long day yesterday, this whole week, the last month, yeah. you know, like super early days, super, like just not seeing friends and family and all that type of stuff. But like, Dude, I'm just having, I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast. Yeah, I'm grinding. But it's also like, oh shit, like where's like, I, I miss the pain. Where's the pain I used to feel? The relationship feel with your pain changes. What do you mean? I think that your relationship with pain changes because your understanding of pain changes. You know you're not going to die. Yeah, you know you're not going to die. Yeah, like yeah. Um, everything is killing you and nothing is killing you. <laughs> right that's just a reality yep. so i feel like yeah this is a painful thing but like it's it's i'll get through this today and then i'll get through it tomorrow and then i'll find a solution and we'll be high and so that actually challenged me and to we'll be high <laughs> we'll get high again <laughs> you'll you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's that <laughs> um but i feel like that challenged me to I was like, okay, if I feel darker pits, I'll feel higher highs. Yeah. And so I stopped avoiding pain. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, so then when you're like, oh, where's the pain? I feel like your relationship with pain changes. So your problems got better. Okay. I'll take, I'll play devil's advocate here and be like, okay, if, if, if you understand that life is completely a balance, mm -hmm. so for every high, there's a low, mm -hmm. right? Nature is a constant polarity. balance. It's all polarity, yeah. right? Um, so if you understand that the lower the low, the higher the high, doesn't part of you want to chase the low low? Yeah. So like, don't you get attracted to pain in that way? 100%. So, I grew up in pain. You did You did too. So it's like when you, it's it's a part of it is home. It feels natural the worst yeah because like it's yeah. your it's your it's your base narrative and every other narrative that you've created has to work against that narrative mm. it's easy it's comforter comfortable pain is comfortable pain is comfortable 
Yeah, I had an experience where I was playing basketball in Denmark, and they're very, they're very, they're socialites. Their whole thing, like they have a word called huga, which is all about like togetherness, tea, mm-hmm. buns, and bread, and stories, and puzzles, and and that's just it's the word for physical community and attachment. Mm-hmm. And they're all about that. Like that is their shit. They're the happiest country in the world. Yeah. Um. And I went over there. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm here to get better. I'm here to grind. Like yeah. I don't want to see none of y'all. I'm trying to like hone my skills and kill motherfuckers. Like I just wanna, I want to abolish people want to go back back home yeah and that was the most uncomfortable i've ever been in my entire life was just being like yeah yeah no like that's cool but just come here because fuck that you know like i was just Mm -hmm. i just wasn't i just wasn't there at all i I wrote about it you get still on my ig you can go back to the post you have to scroll for a long time but (laughs) um everything's still there um being comfortable because everyone says oh you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but when it switches and your comfort zone is being discomfort oh i know yeah and you go to comfort and you're like, oh, like for instance, if I, like, I, I hate going to resorts, man. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it. I hate I it. I hate so it. I hate anxious. it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Passion. I go to, I go to Haiti. I love that shit. Yeah. I am like, what is up my motherfucking people? And they're like, you're white. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but you like common chaos. You common find chaos. common chaos. Exactly. Like I can do Scandinavian spa for a day, yeah, me too. but I could never do like a relaxation trip. But don't you, don't you like you at a Scandinavian spa? I was just there, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, what do you think, like when you first walk into that area, what's in your mind when you look around, you look at the situation? How do you contextualize the situation? How do you think about that? Well, the first time I went there, I went there with a bunch of friends. Yeah, okay. And I so. got shushed a lot because I was too immature. <laughs> like, the worst. just reality. The worst. And so then I went back and I went by myself. And I had matured a lot in the time that I hadn't gone. And so I feel like when I walk in, my mind is very busy. And so the first few hours, I make a point to stay there all day because yeah, I have to be, go through that discomfort to get, it's like meditating, right? You got to ease your body in order to get into your mind. The worst. And so our subconscious. And so, um, yeah, the first few hours are kind of like painful. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you don't have your phone. You don't have anyone to talk to. You don't even want to talk to anybody because you're like, I fucking drove to Whistler to not talk to anybody, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then I feel like after like, I don't, I don't know, for me, at least like after two, three hours or a few cycles, yeah, I'm like, all right, why did I want to come here? And I start to explore that. And, I'm, and then I just like root myself in that gratitude and I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable with all this silence. Like I was actually just thinking maybe I should do a week silence. I don't think I could do it though. No, no, you I don't like, even know I could do ten you minutes yap, silent. <laughs> man, you're a yapper. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I um, I like to spend the whole day there. I I just like when once I get in that groove, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm gone. Like I, yeah. I I can spend days. Exactly. Once you're in it, like yeah, you're good. You're good, and it's yeah. just like it's 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 blissful in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like a weird kind of guy like i'll start crying laughing out of nowhere you know like i get entrenched yeah and I, i'm through the weeds and i'm half stuck in a vine in my mind and i just like start laughing and i'm like <laughs> people be looking and stuff and i'm like oh man i'm so ridiculous right now. what am i doing you know but you want to do it anyways because it's releasing you're like who cares yeah right? who cares yeah so how do you bring that level of self-expression and truth mm-hmm. to you uh, in this crazy ass world that we have 
this social media world, this, because we're, we're, we're living in a, in a society that's just so fast paced. It's like, everyone's on a fucking escalator Mm -hmm. and some people are trying to run on the rails and they're trying to get up and you're just trying to exist in this space that's moving a long time. But it's also, there's, everything's working on this crazy momentum moving forward. Mm -hmm. And yet you want to be in, you know, meditative mode. You want to have that level of mindfulness that level yeah. of presence. How, how do you do that? I think that's active. I think that's something that you have to practice. Um, I think that you do that through one, having a meditative practice first. And then two, by checking yourself of like, okay, I think it's also knowing where you're going. So we're in a very, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. okay, like a lot, yes, we're in a very fast paced world, this, that, whatever, but why are people doing what they're doing? Why are you running so fast? Like how many conversations are you having with yourself as to why you are doing what you are doing? So everyone around you could be running really fast and you could be like, oh shit, am I slow? But do you know your life path? Do you have faith in what you're doing? Do you have enough integrity to get your shit done? Mm. And I feel like for me, once I got, once I stopped exploring and once I realized like, this is what I'm doing, this is who I want to be, this is what I'm building on. I, I just don't have that like, feeling of like there's oh you always want to teeter I feel like on this feeling of like let's get shit done and it's all going to be okay but I don't have that feeling of like getting caught up in it at least that's what I feel like you're explaining to me is that Mm -hmm. feeling of like there's not enough time yeah I definitely feel that in the sense of like I just want to go and I'm like there's a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. and 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 reading the readings that I've read and just under and just diving into the books, the podcasts, the mm-hmm. talking, having the interviews, having the coffees with the people that are far, far ahead mm-hmm. um, than where I am in life and, and finding a way to strength, the, strike the balance of like, no, it's cool. Cause you get that feeling that you get that feeling of like, fuck, I want to get, I want to go like, faster. Okay, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. So yeah. like, I understand. Okay. We need to chill out, have a balance, all that stuff, clear our mind, but like, let's fucking go. And there's yeah. that fire. Like, but it's like, what did you do? today to get that done mm. right so like for instance today I went for lunch with an old friend and I was telling him I was like I'm at the point now where like I'm ready to learn again and then I was like fuck like I wrote like I thought of all the things I want to learn and then I felt that same anxiety that mm. angst of like okay I'm gonna learn all these things in today yeah. and I realized like yo I didn't get here overnight I stumbled my way over here like mm. months and years at a time mm-hmm. so it's just like planning and like consistency so you don't feel the pressure of time i do Mm. i do but i i'm i don't um i don't let it over empower me still in the back of your mind though it's still there yeah but i think that you need a healthy relationship with that Mm. i think that if you if i felt no angst over time then i would be like worried because Mm. it's like if you if you don't have any thing pushing you to be like hey I want to go and get this done then I feel like you're not going to do it but I think you also have to be settled in recognizing that things take time Mm -hmm. okay but (laughs) (laughs) go ahead go ahead yo challenge you but you know there's an exponential nature like for for in investing for instance there's an exponential nature to um compound interest right Mm -hmm. um you know do you want a thousand dollars or do you want a dollar every a dollar today, two dollars yeah. tomorrow for the next compounding nature, right? There's a compounding nature of knowledge as well. There's mm-hmm. a compounding nature of 
actions, there's a compounding nature of energy. The more energy you put in, the more energy that compounds. Like I always wonder like how mm. do guys like Will Smith have that much fucking energy, you know, yeah. every day. And it's like, well, it's cause that energy has been compounding for decades mm-hmm. and he does it in a way that's rejuvenating and cyclical. So it's like, if you understand the he's calibrated to that level, he's calibrated to that level. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, if you understand the, financial benefits to moving quickly, mm-hmm. right? Understanding the, the compound nature of, of, uh, money, the understanding the compound nature of knowledge, understanding the compound nature of relationships, understanding the compound nature of actions. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm like, okay, like if you th- put a $10,000 away when you're 18, you can retire on it, you yeah. know, like just throw it in the market, let it run. Mm-hmm. Um, 7% annually, you'll be fine. I think the same way in life sometimes. So as much as I'm like, yo, chill out, dude, you have, decades but i think that you're misconceiving that i think chilling out means doing nothing yeah i know where you're going i know what you're saying i'm not i my i've done a lot for instance today but i don't feel like um fuck like how do i say sorry i swear a lot hey you know how many (laughs) cuss words have been spewed out on this podcast ridiculous you're fine Um, yeah, like I think that you're insinuating that if you don't, I I feel like I've gone through this lesson. Mm. I, I was the person who was like, how much did I get done today? I would wake up six, five, six Mm AM and I would start working the second I woke up until the second I went to bed and I would have shit sleep. I would, you know what I mean? And it's like, then I changed all of that. When I changed my behaviors, when I put in a morning routine, a wind down routine, um, even like just being in the car and like honoring do I want to listen to a podcast right now or do I want to listen to music and jam out just honoring my energy when I can then I feel like I get way more done Hmm. right so I don't feel like I don't get anything done but I don't think that I'm so chill that I'm like take don't worry man (laughs) you know what I mean I understand yeah are you do you think you're more chill or do you think you're just happier in the process so it all I think I'm happy in the process exactly like I work seven days a week right now and it's like it's a lot. It's a different energy output and I get tired, but I, I don't wake up not wanting to, I would do this lot yesterday again. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I wake up enjoying everything that I do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't want to be like, we talked about this. Like, I don't want to be that person who says, no, I never had a day of work in my life. <laughs> no, nah, sometimes I want to sit in bed and meditate all day. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But I don't feel like I'm not doing things I don't like. So I don't feel like I'm working yeah 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 like i feel like every single day i'm contributing i can I, the days that i for instance feel the anxiety the most are the days that i know i slept on myself if i know that day i didn't do what i could have done that's what i have a challenging time with it's like oh do i want to watch a two-hour movie on netflix i don't even know the last time i watched netflix you know and it, i i wish i could but i get so much anxiety if i sit and watch netflix the only media i consume is personal development or podcasts <laughs> right and so i'm like yo like sometimes i have to like tell myself chill the fuck out otherwise you're not going to be a person yeah yeah I, it was only this year that i learned that though i learned that through getting laid off through burning out for shit i didn't want to do mm-hmm. and when I learned that, I was like, okay, like if I'm going to contribute, I'm going to contribute somewhere I want to. And the days that I do shit the bed, I just have to recognize it's also a part of the process. Yeah. There's like, um, 
Oh man, yeah. Like I, I guess it is. Um, I guess it <laughs> it's is. It's hard. Like I get it. Literally, the other day I stayed in. I was so exhausted, and I stayed in bed until five. PM? I, yeah. So you know what the problem with that is? You know, you know how much anxiety I had? Dude, you put it on Instagram. I saw you in bed <laughs> and I was like, Sue, what the hell you doing? <laughs> and we were all cool and, and shit. But I yeah. was like, what the hell? That's that's the only part where you Yeah, you but at wrong. that point, I was like so physically exhausted. Oh. And I was just like, but I had so much anxiety. I ended up staying up until six in the morning. The worst. And I fucked my entire sleep yeah. schedule up. But that's like, I need to, one, consume the content that's going to help me develop. And then two, I need to get the work done that I need that needs to get done in order to achieve my goals. Yeah, like if if seminars could save the world, right? Like it's just yeah. like who cares how much like content you consume consume if you're not implementing it for sure. Exactly. Like the thing that challenges me the most right now is I've gotten really obsessed with sleep and understanding sleep and like why we need it and blah 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 blah. You listen to the, all all the top sleep psychologists or doctors or whatever. You gotta sleep. Gotta sleep. Yo, yeah. you gotta sleep, Cannot and it's sleep. like. It was a, it was a skin thing. It was like oh, like it's healthy for your skin. <laughs> of course it was, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so and then I was just like yo, like it makes my brain better and this that whatever. And I was like, but I I don't sleep. Like yeah. I sleep like five to six hours a night. But every night I go to sleep with anxiety. It's one a.m. and I'm like, okay, I'm putting my alarm on for six a.m. And I know that I'm fucking myself over. So why do you do it? Because it's anxiety of like I have shit you can't to do. Get, you can't get over it. You can't get past it. I, I, I wish I could sleep more. I'm mm. learning how to figure that one out. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I still feel it, but I don't feel like I let it consume my life. Mm. Yeah. The herb, girl. It's the herb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to go back to the herb, go back to the planet, you know? <laughs> that'll figure I it out. I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, yeah, that'll help you for sure. Um, yeah. There's a, uh, something I, I say to a lot of kids that I've trained and when I'm in the gym, like don't, um, don't cheat yourself, treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as it pertains to the work that you said, like if I, if I go to bed or if I just call it a day before like, I really put all my energy in and completed, you know, I set my intentions in the morning and I didn't see them through, mm-hmm. you know, and there's parts of that where like, yeah, sometimes you set intentions that are just unrealistic yeah. and you need to look back and be like, yeah, no, no, I had a solid day even though I didn't hit that goal. But like, if you're like, Hey, listen, I just did not put all the energy in that I should have put in today. Yeah. That's like, that's cheating yourself of the exactly. day exactly and that's the, the gym taught me that the, i feel like the gym, the gym gives me work ethic gym oh gym teaches you yeah. so much man oh you don't want to do another rep yeah. well ain't nobody losing but you yeah 100 percent. Right? and like and the other thing too is no one cares no one cares but you yeah and and that should be the biggest motivating factor in itself right no like no nobody cares yeah nobody cares um so there's that and on the sleep thing, it's like, dude, I have the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. like right now, just working crazy hours and uh, trying to find a way through it. And and we're both in situations where it's like everything we do, like there's a little bit of immediate like gratification, but pretty much everything we do, long game, long game. Yeah. You don't see it. No. And you're not going to see it. You know, back. But you, you, you're becoming through it, I feel like, is the small shit that you do see. Like what? Can you give me an example? Just like how you get you get better, you get faster, you get stronger. Mm-hmm. Like I just quoted Kanye, but, <laughs> but like um, I feel like it's I, I don't know. I get high off of that kind of stuff. Like right. oh, like I feel like I I run better when I get better in myself like those are the things that i'm like i can tackle this problem way easier than i could a week ago yeah it's fun it's really it's fun. fun yeah, yeah. It's fun. when you're when you're firing at a high clip 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like I'm, I'm working stupid hard right now. I'm not firing at a high clip. Yeah. And that sucks. Cause like when you get to a point where you've like optimized yourself in terms of like sleep, meditation, your food's on point, you're having lots of sex, you're doing these different things and like you're in a good space mm-hmm. and you're taking the time for yourself and the time that you are working, you're focused, you're engaged and like you're banging tasks out quick and the quality of your work is even better. Yeah. And it's just like, you're like, oh my God, like that, something that used to take me 10 takes me five and like through the nature of work program and things like that, I really got to that point. Mm-hmm. And, but I just, I, I get so entangled in everything that I'm doing in, in my life and it's not even like the anxiety of like fuck I gotta go fuck I gotta go like that does exist Mm -hmm. like I have a scarcity thing and that's that's where my shit is um but it's more like I mean right now it's like yo I just want to get up I want to go I want to play because like I'm just playing like I'm I'm, all the shit I'm doing right now there's nothing else you want to do this is all I want to do yeah like although too much of a good thing you know like agreed but okay so let me ask you this so like this is another thing that I feel like we're sold right is we're sold this idea of like work hard now so you can play later or whatever and it's like I just went to the top of the top and I started learning from them. And none of them chill. Yeah. None of them sit at home. I saw it's too hungry as hell. Um, none of them chill. None of them, like, you don't see Mark Cuban on a beach for fucking two weeks straight. Yeah. That's not what makes him happy. So if you're a hustler, honor the fact that you're a hustler. And mm. that's probably what you're going to do for the rest of your life. But honor what you hustle for may change, Mm. right? The people you hustle with will probably change Mm -hmm. because your life is going to change. And so it's like, I feel like when I really realized that, I was like, oh, this is what I always want to do. I just might do it in a different facet. Mm -hmm. Hustle. Yeah. EXO and hustle. Yes. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. EXO and hustle um, started off as a clothing brand. Mm. And so it started off as like hand-painted denim jackets. It was a lot of fun. They sold really well. Um, but it was never really what I wanted to do because what I would always think about was the content play. Um, why are you looking like that? No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Do your thing. How um, cold are you right now, by the way? You're like... You're... I'm, f- I'm pretty cold. Um, uh, let's turn it up. Let's turn it up here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, content play. Yeah, I was always, always more interested in the media, mm-hmm. that like creating the media for it. But I still did the jackets. And then I got to a point where I, I got a lot of orders um, and it wasn't fun anymore. Like I've been painting since I was a kid mm. and I love it. But I realized through that journey that it was like, oh, just because you have a hobby doesn't mean you need to monetize it. And that's kind of, I went through that. I monet- I'm good at a lot of things and I tried to monetize everything. And I realized that like, it's not, you don't need to monetize everything. Mm. Yeah. What do you think you're good at right now that you're not monetizing? My media. Yeah. It's my conversations. Yeah. And so that's what XO and Hustle is growing into. Mm. So it's going to be a show where we can sit and we can deconstruct ideas. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. So like a show where you can sit, talk, uh, deconstruct ideas. I'm thinking Red Table Talks. Yes. A lot like Red Table Talks, but... Young Jada over here. <laughs> Yo, straight up. She's on the vision board, all right? For One sure. day she's going to be at my table. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's because I feel like here's the thing is that you get from point A to point B, right? And people talk a lot about like, oh, this is my journey and this is the steps that I took, blah, 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 to get there. Like, But they don't talk about the emotional endurance that it takes, the spiritual endurance that it takes, all the shit that you have to let go of, the trauma. Um, 
and your relationship with that trauma. And that's what I want to talk about. And that's what I think that when you learn those things about other people, you are able to associate with yourself in a different way. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. When you, but it's more in the medium that you throw it out there. Like, so for instance, like if you have your notorious car ride rants, um, (laughs) the best, because, you know, we catch you at weird times, you know, yeah. like the Instagram world just catches you <laughs> at weird times. In a mood. Like, oh, shit. Instagram's here. Hey, guys, how's it going? I'm feeling crazy right now. <laughs> Let me tell you a little something, something about love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the love dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so as it pertains to what you were saying earlier, like you just communicate that in a different way. I'm interested to hear what sparks that I want to go inside your head mm-hmm. in terms of like. You're, so you're, you must be, you're having a thought, you're consuming some concept and then it's just intuitive. And then you just have a reflection on it and you're like, fuck it. Instagram caught me right now. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go. <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> like how many takes does that take? Anyways, no, whatever. <laughs> Literally one. One take. Yeah. One take. I don't, yeah. One, one take Joss, I thought. Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about why I talk about the things I talk about yeah. and then how that comes together. So So if they don't follow you at I am Suman Condola. Thanks for the plug, um, yeah. If they don't follow you, what what am I talking about? What am I referencing right now? I like to talk about the things that I think about. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all think about things, but we don't necessarily share them because we are afraid. I don't want to say we're afraid of judgment, but I think that we're we're Here's a good example. So I, I work in media and content production. My best friend is doing a project and she needs to create a project that is based on media and content production. And she has this fear to ask me for help because she feels like since we live in an information generation, she should know. Yeah. Right. And so you're a dumbass if you don't know. You're a dumbass if you don't ask questions. Sorry, if you ask questions that mm-hmm. you could have Googled. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like No, I don't really care. I don't care about saying things that, like yesterday, for instance, I spoke on Lauren London's um, Instagram post. So she had released this story with Puma to promote a new line. And I had, she had said in there, she's like, my only question is, do we get birth twice? Only, only God knows. Right. And originally my take at that was, yeah, like we end so many worlds in our life and blah, 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 blah. And this is where I related it. But then I thought about that all day and I was like, nah, that's not necessarily my perspective anymore. So I just went back on Instagram and I was like, hey, actually, I think what she was talking about was reincarnation and about like, do we get birth twice? And then do we bring that wisdom back to us in that new spirit or whatever? And I feel like that's what I share. I share the inconsistency in my thoughts because they're just thoughts. They're not tangible. They're malleable. And they're they arrive at a certain level of consciousness. The more I know, the deeper that truth can become and the more that 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 thought can be shaped. And I feel like the more that I express that, the more comfortable people get with being wrong or just having thoughts that they don't necessarily understand or connecting with themselves. Hmm. Do you think we carry knowledge from past lives? Yeah, but I'm still learning that. Well, what do you think? I'm like exploring that. I think that we do. I'm, I, I went to a meditation and it was a la, uh, past life regression. 
Ooh boy. Here yeah. yeah. And here's the thing is I was kind of pissed, right? Because normally it's like a higher self meditation or a guided meditation. Michael Jordan's always my guided meditation. I don't even know like why. What type of shit is that? That's some I crazy know. shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. <laughs> He's always my spirit guide. It's so crazy. <laughs> no, I wish Mike was my fucking spirit guide. What type of shit is that? Yo, the universe is fucking me up, man. <laughs> the hell well one time it was jada pinkett spit <laughs> oh shit jada's my spirit guy god damn anyways whatever um, it was yoda one time it was yoda one time that one time weird. with the mushrooms yeah okay for sure anyways yeah um past anyways, life regression it was past life regression i was like fuck this shit i don't want to do a past life regression with like Mike? i don't care right and it was because like i had this entitlement of like one i wanted to either connect to my higher self to see where i'm going or two i wanted a spirit guide to like help translate what i'm going through mm. and so it was like that arrogance right and so then i went to this past life regression one and i don't want to necessarily speak on what it was about but it challenged a problem not a problem a pattern that i have had in my life since i was like 16 and it showed this root of it so then i'm like I get out of this meditation. I can't see. I'm telling the instructor, yo, I can't see. And it was like, that's how I knew that I was so in a trance. And I st think about this, think about this. And I'm just like, now I'm faced with this reality of like, do I say to myself, this thing that happened in my past life that was shown to me through a meditation is the root of my pattern and where I changed my behavior from? Or do I just say, yo, that was a crazy ass meditation. Let's keep moving. <laughs> you know, because I don't know where I'm at on that scale yet. How do you think about vulnerability? I love it. I think mm. I'm pretty vulnerable, but not just because I don't want to share what that particular pattern mm. is, doesn't mean that I'm not vulnerable. I understand. I want you to explain that though, because yeah. I, 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 th I don't think a lot of people understand that. Yeah, I think that you can be. I'm a very private person, so mm -hmm. I think that you can be private with the events of your life. I do think I'm very private with the events of my life, but how they've shaped me and how they've challenged me, I share that. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I have, uh, I just have like, I have like a Jedi council in my life. Mm -hmm. That's like a new word I'm using. It's gangster. <laughs> it's all right. Um, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, because I like, I, I like Star Wars, you know. Anyways, yeah. whatever. Who gives a shit? You um, want Yoda to be your yeah, guy. Anyways, um, <laughs> And yeah, or Mike, either one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, I have a lot of uh, friends that are in that council or I consider them, and this is just a little construct or idea I've made up in my mind. And it's like they're kind of in those like mid to late 30s, early 40s, um, you know, predominantly women that just like just communicate things so powerfully. Mm -hmm. And they all share that same trait. They all share that same trait, but they all preach vulnerability at the same time. And I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Because here's the thing is this like, okay, um, back to the pain point, right? Mm. Pain is the same, right? Heartbreak is the same. Mm. So this, it necessarily did my kid have to die or did I have to get hit by a car or did I have to get broken up with to have a particular way to explain my pain no because that all that shit feels the same mm. right the the feeling i'm not saying that they all have the same velocity but i'm saying that that feeling is still the same it's still the same root so the lesson i think that it doesn't necessarily matter what the narrative of that lesson is it just matters what the lesson is and how to navigate that because if i'm trying to translate that to an audience 
your experience is different than my experience. And if I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with sharing the actual story, but if I'm, then you're not, you're going to feel disconnected if your story doesn't align with that mm. to some degree. Mm. Yeah. I hear you. I, I, and I, I respect that for sure. I think that's, I mean, even that is tough, but mm -hmm. then stories are, See, stories are subject to interpretation, which is the detriment and the beauty of them, which 100%. is like, it's just like, it's such a battle yeah. in terms of like, you know, so I can actually tell you truth in the actual details of my story, or I can sh share the narrative to you. Mm -hmm. The problem with the narrative is I'm either going to interpret it based on my own emotional, you know. There's three truths you know, to that narrative. There's three truths to that yeah. narrative. There's the truth, there's your truth, and there's the other person's truth. Exactly. And, and that truth is subjective. It, that truth is subjective in itself. Right? So I'm like, shit, just sitting here and I'm like, well, we didn't accomplish anything, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. ah, damn, but it's yeah. balanced and that's what it truly is. Yeah. Um, here's my pick with you. I think my pick with you and how you, you share and not just you, but a lot of people in the space, yeah. your pronouns are fucked up and we've talked yeah, about this before. We, we're just we, fighting we, about this. We were just, we were just talking about this. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of the time I, I'm really bad at this. So if you're, if you have a revelation mm -hmm. and you share online, mm -hmm. I just did it, what I'm about to talk about. If I have a revelation mm -hmm. and I share online, mm -hmm. I say you. I yeah. say, well, here's the thing. You need to do this or you need to do that or you need to think about it this way or you need to take those experiences and process it in, su process it in such a way. I don't think that's as valuable as going in. Like, I, think it's a, I don't think it's as rooted in truth as being like, so I'm here mm -hmm. and I was thinking this way and I realized this is the way to go about it. I love that you're picking on me this way because I'm going to bring some shit up, but go on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, it's the same thing. However, so for me, yeah. I got that ego where I'm like, I say you and people are like, oh, he's talking to, to you or like he's talking out. He's, he's disassociating he's himself disassociating. from he's whatever he's saying. He's yeah. 100%. When in fact, it's me that I'm fucking talking about, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. However, you mm -hmm. have this way of, you do say you. Yeah. Now we're getting all fucked up. You do I'm say putting my jacket on. <laughs> um, you do say you, yeah. but everyone knows it's an I thing. Yeah. Versus I say you, everyone knows, like everyone knows I'm projecting that outward. So, so why don't why, you change? Why though? Because, okay, so I, I want you to tell me why, because originally you had said to me that, Yo, I'm going to gas myself up here. Go ahead. Okay. This, so, this is your platform, baby. <laughs> this is all you. It's your time. Shine. So you had said to me, you're like, yo, something that you do really effectively is that you talk about your experience, but then you're able to translate it to an audience yes. that connects to them and humanize that experience. I never, well, I don't want to say never because I never want to be subject to saying never, but okay, nine out of 10 times. Justin Bieber, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like never say never. <laughs> Um, Suman's a Disney character if you didn't know like she's actually so we're talking about past life regressions yes yeah, she was a Disney character for multiple which generations would I, be? I have no idea you're all of them and oh, which them. one whatever one's the most gangster they don't have gangster <laughs> Disney characters okay we're not that diverse yet I'm from uh, the proud family yeah anyways um okay so I nine out of ten times will always say this is my experience this is what I learned and this is how I feel like you can benefit from. This is why I'm sharing it. Mm. That's that's all the only way I share. Mm. I'm only thinking about it because I went through it, mm. right? That's the selfishness of the thought. Mm. Or I'm thinking about it because it sparked something in me. So like back to that Lauren London example, um, 
was it something that I did I lose my guy to death no but it is something that sparked thought in me because I have lost people and I've lost them to death but I've also lost them just to life circumstances Mm. so it's like it just sparked something in me which is translatable to Mm. a larger audience Mm -hmm. yeah checkmate yeah. <laughs> so no, for sure. I, so Joss. Working. Yeah. So what you <laughs> Turn got? Turn the tables. What else you got, mother? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna ask you a couple things I always wanted to ask you, but I always wanted to wait for this cool, for this let's moment. Do this. Um. There's a couple of things. There's a couple of angles that you take with people, uh, in in just like in your in your circle, and there's sometimes when you. Uh, you might run into that person at a party. You're both a little liquored and you're like, you know what? What happened at this, this, that, and the other? Or how come you're always like this? Or, yeah. you know, like you said this, this one time or whatever. Right. And, yeah. and I want to go into that moment of like, um, but in a different type of way of like, you know, so, so you're, um, I get really love loving when I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, I can see it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Everyone's for sure. my friend. Um, I'm like that when I'm high. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, when I'm high, I'm like inside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. Um, so y- you, you have this identity, this like this outward identity of like of confidence. Yeah. You're vulnerable and you're figuring it out, but like you're very, you're, you stand firm mm-hmm. in that. And like, 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 n- and no one of us or like no one of your colleagues should ever knock you off that foundation. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm certain. Yeah. Um, which is why you work in all situations. That's why you can go in any situation in life and, and kill it because you're so solid in that foundation. Like you don't like a, you don't let a circumstance define you. Right. Or you don't let an interaction or a no define you. You're like you're so, so beyond that. So what what and I find, you know, just from interacting with people in this space, I find that young women have such a problem developing that unwavering confidence Mm -hmm. and i blame a lot of things for that like i blame society for that i blame marketing for that like uh the easy we are the more predictable we are the more they can you know manipulate us to be a certain way and that's the best angle to take with young women and that affects them in a negative way and there's so many things to go into that Mm -hmm. um however you're not that way Mm -hmm. why do you think i'm not that way i have no clue but there's a perception there that you have right oh why do i have that perception why do you have that perception it's just not a, to gas me up, like just understand, sure. like what what are you receiving here that you feel like other people are not emulating? Yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you, but I just know, like for instance, so I talk a lot um, uh, in my other profession about gender diversity mm-hmm. and why, for instance, if you have a company that's like fifty percent men and fifty percent w- women, that company is going to do better. 100% like or well. like for instance. Um, female CEOs, like the the power that a female CEO can have over a company versus the power that oh fuck, I'd love to have your take on this. I got in a huge argument with this the other day. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a certain there's a certain natural quality to a female leader that a male leader I don't think they can have. Like for mm-hmm. instance, like I have a lo- like I know a lot of amazing male leaders, and a lot of the times I'll see them lead, and I'll be like. Oh, there's the ego. Yeah, there it is. There's the self-serving action. There's like 10 conversations I could have out of this. Right? So you see that and that, and even if they don't consciously see it, the people underneath them Mm -hmm. are going to feel it in some way. And there's Mm -hmm. like resentment will build or something versus like if there's a strong female leader, Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. So even if I have someone who is super strict, 
like on their shit, super disciplined, harsh, um, you know, that kind of like really stern and mean mentality. I don't have resentment towards that person. I'm like, oh, no, no, that person's doing it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I feel that way. Mm. So sir, like, so I would argue that there, in some ways, female leaders can be something that male leaders can never be. 100%. All, everything vice I just, versa, vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. Yeah. But I don't think that part is acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I just said there, mm-hmm. all intuition and feeling. Okay. And so like when it comes to you, it's just like all intuition and feeling. Why is she that way? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, do you do it consciously? So I, 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 there's a few things I want to talk about here. So one, let's talk about female leadership. Sure. Um, I grew up with only brothers. And then I grew up in a house where my dad's brother his kids were boys. There was one girl. And so I grew up around a lot of men. And I feel like I just like, you guys joke differently. (laughs) And so I learned how to like, just not take shit personally. And I think that in that way, I was really lucky. When you say you guys, you mean men. Men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then in school, I like all my, most majority of my buddies were guys. And so I feel like I had always been around a lot of masculine energy where I kind of just had to, I don't want to say suck it up because I think that's something that is also miscued, but I feel like where I learned that like, it's not about me. You know what I mean? I was able to disassociate myself from like a joke or from a dig or from like, take out my emotion for a second. You know, you said, I'm going to just interject here because you said earlier in this conversation, you said, I understand that that person's interaction with me is coming from the context of their life, not the context of me. Yeah. You know, like you, you were like, yeah, what, however they acted there was because of that situation, not yeah. because of anything that I did. Yeah. So, but that, that, that most people don't ever get there. Yeah. Most people don't even get there. So you're saying the same thing here. Yeah. Essentially. But then I also think that I learned a lot about power at a young age. So it's like, okay, so like power can come in a lot of different ways. So think of, um, unpredictable behavior. Right. Okay. So unpredictable behavior. You don't know how that person's going to walk through that door. Are they going to be crazy today? Are they going to be happy today? No. What kind of vibe are That's you going to That's how get? I feel about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn how to read energy that way. Yeah. And because of that unpredictable behavior that I was exposed to at a very young age, Mm. I feel like I learned how to read a room really fast, which also taught me how to read my own shit really fast and sit in in my own musky energy Mm. and then be like, why do I feel this way? And I'm just naturally curious. And so I feel like that ended up getting me to a point of realizing that I am not my emotions. It's just energy in motion. And so... um, I think that then, you know, like I grew up and I was out in the world. Obviously, I have a lot of strong female friendships and I love women. But super plug for Aisha here is that I had started working for a woman who runs a company like Voices of Muslim Women that is all about female leadership. And I was at the time I was like, I don't know, like. 24 it's not that long ago right maybe 23 i don't know and i had met her because i interviewed her i was working for a magazine at the time and i had interviewed her and i hit her up and i was like hey i see that you have this event so i want to create a video for you for the event just want to work for you so i 
literally created a video for her. I videotaped her entire event. Then I created all her media assets just so that I can get in the same room as her. And the reason was because she had an ability to like just the way that she interacted with women was so powerful. I didn't know what it was yet, but I knew that I wanted to figure it out. Now, taken like contrast, the other part of my brain is like, all right, like I want it all. And it's like, we talked about this, right? It's just like, I think that a lot of women my age, the, the thing that they are afraid of is like, if I go after my dreams, do I have to sacrifice building a family? And so I started you know me, I was like, I'm going to be active about this. So I started sourcing mentors who were women with successful relationships and with children, Mm -hmm. because those were the people I wanted to learn from, because that's the life I want. I still want kids. I still want a relationship that is loving. And at the same time, I still want to be king shit on the street. right? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, that's who I'm going to learn from. And so I started finding people like that. But when I met Aisha, we're so different. Like She's like, love and fairies. Like literally we're driving to her house and I was like, I would never be, I was telling her, I would never be friends with somebody who had live, love, laugh on their wall. The worst. The absolute the worst. worst. Like what the fuck? Walk, walk into her house and she starts laughing, whatever. She says nothing. Walk into her house. What's on her? What Live, love, love laugh. Yeah. yeah. She has three frames of that. And I was oh. just like, oh, shit, I feel like such an asshole. What, is, what did she say? She what just was started that conversation? laughing. Oh, she just started laughing, right? She's like, yeah, I'm a nerd, whatever. <laughs> but what she taught me is so in my time working with her is that you being big doesn't make me small. Me being big doesn't make you small. Mm-hmm. It taught me that neutrality and it, that was really powerful. But what it really taught me was how to work with other women. I had always been in spaces where, I, I mean, I make friends very easily. I'm lucky that way. But I was navigating a professional world where most of the people I dealt with were men. And I was missing the element of female um, leadership, of like just female voices, right? And so she taught me that like how to actually work with women and to work with other women is just for you. I think for men, it's a lot of checking your ego. And I think for women, it's the same thing, but in a different way. Right. You lost me there. Like, I think that for women, it's like, like I understand the man. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, you go up, you know, and you're in a room and you don't want to feel like, oh, you're better than me Mm -hmm. or I'm better than you or you're going to get this. Like there's this quote, I can't, Oh, I'm going to hate myself for not remembering who said this, but it's like women end up fighting for over men versus fighting over um, accolades. Right. And that's paraphrasing. And so I feel like then you're brought up in this society where it's like, I'm going to be prettier. I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to be better in all these ways. And then you're pinned against each other. And when you deconstruct all that and you're like, yo, you're beautiful. You're smart. You're killing it. Let's kill it together. Let's work together. I'm also beautiful, smart, intelligent, and killing it. Then I feel like all that bullshit's just gone, Hmm. right? And then I feel like when I learned how to work with other women, that's when I learned how to get very strong within myself. I think that comes from an understanding of that it's not a zero-sum game. No. Like just because I'm up doesn't mean you're down. Exactly. So I, I love sports. Yeah. But sports 
does teach that. See, everyone thinks that I learned so much from sports and I wish I liked, like not, I wish I. No, what, I, no, what I'm bit. saying is that like, yeah, sports teaches a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. but it also says like, if I win, you lose. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if, if I'm winning, yeah. there's no way that you're winning too. Yeah. And that's terrible, man. Like the, you can have a competitive environment mm-hmm. where everyone wins because, because the universe is infinite. Like, it is infinite. Like because there's there's no lack of resources. Like scarcity is something that only exists in your mind. It doesn't exist in, in the real world. Exactly. Like look at like don't tell me that Apple and Microsoft can't coexist. Don't exactly. tell me that. But they're the best. But they're the best in their lane. The best in their lane. Yeah. That Microsoft would not be the best Apple, and Apple no. would not be the best Microsoft. That'd exactly. be the stupid. Stay in your lane. Stay as, in your lane. As one man, Terrell Evans, said on. Not this podcast, but on my couch one night, he was like, yo, stay in your lane. There's no traffic in your lane. Yeah. And you can go faster. <laughs> exactly. And so even if you think about it, like, um, I feel like I would be segmented into like a personal development coach, right. whatever. Right. So what do I bring to the table that somebody else doesn't bring? That's my lane. Even though we're still in the same playing field, I still have a different lane. Because I'm still able to be me and connect in a different way. That's why you don't need to like go and try to manipulate your personality to mold to somebody else's right. version. Dude. Right? Dude, I, listen, I've hosted fucking 60 of these things. Like, yeah. The, the very first thing that I figured out was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to be me. Just be yourself. There's no way not to be. Eventually, you're going to get sick of being somebody else. 100%. Or you could, yeah, yeah, and you're not going to want to show up. You're not going to want to show up. Like, it's really easy for me to do this. It's yeah. super easy. Another thing I want to say about confidence is there's this Yeah, book. let's go back yeah. there, please. Sorry, it just came to my mind, and I feel like it's it's valuable. Yeah. Um, there's this Mindy Kaling book where it's like, why is everybody eating without me? And in there, she talks a lot about confidence. And she talked about two points. And this is like goes back to my personality, and you'll totally get this. Like, me saying, oh, like, I make friends very easily. But because I make friends very easily, it was very challenging for me. At t- it used to be very challenging for me when people didn't like me. Mm. And in that book, she talks about, she's like, confidence is just doing the same thing 10 times and knowing how to do it. Mm. Right? And then she's like, confidence is also knowing that you will not always be received the way that you are putting yourself out there. And I think as the weirdo outlandish person mm-hmm. that you labeled me as is like <laughs> <That's> your self-identifying <laughs> with yeah, in some way. Sure. Yeah. Um, I see that all the time. I see the way people look at me sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm a fucking freak. Alien, bro. Alien. Yeah. I literally just started a new job. Yeah. And people look at me like I'm so weird. I was yeah. on the phone with Kevin. Da- like I'm like super shy, right? Yeah. When I first go to places because I'm observant. Yeah. And so I'm like just watching everything, integrating. And I never like, I never go and join a click. So I'm not doing that, right? And I'm just like integrating, integrating. And then Kevin calls me and I'm on my break <laughs> and I'm myself, yeah. right? And I literally saw these people turn around and look at me like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's just like, I've gotten so used to that that it doesn't even bother me anymore. Right. I'm also the brown kid that took a very different path in life Mm -hmm. so you go to parties and you're like you're not what your auntie and uncle want you to be (laughs) so what are you doing yeah Yeah. and so i think that 
when you get really comfortable, like it goes back to the uncomfortable thing. Like it's like when you get comfortable with other people being uncomfortable with you, I feel like you're able to just stand in your own. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, so like within this organization, within you, within me, like we kind of have this thing of like, uh, like radical transparency, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, Hey, don't fuck with my energy like that today. Or like, yeah. just don't be like that, that like today or today is not the day or you're doing this wrong or, Hey, you approach the situation this wrong for these reasons. Here's why I think this. And I invite that like in all my personal relationships too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, I need you to tell me. Mm-hmm. Cause I can't see it, you know, yeah. the way that you see it. I just can't. And, and I do that a lot. And like, generally it's, it's pretty positive, you mm-hmm. know? And then every once in a while, like I had like for the first time ever, uh, not this summer, but last summer, summer 2018, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, Hey man, like what's going on? Like you've been distant. Like, did I like, what's going on? And he's like, he, the dude just went off and just told me all the reasons why he didn't fuck with me. And he's, yeah. like, and he's like, I hope you can accept that. And I was so hurt. I was so hurt. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I accept that. Thank you. And he's like, I'm not going to fuck with you. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like that hurts. You got to get hit with those haymakers a couple of times. Yeah. I'm still not over it, man. I think I'm the shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no but it makes you look at yourself differently. Well, you, yeah. you, you, I feel like that's another thing with confidence is that you have to, um, you have to be able to really look at yourself. Yeah. You can't be scared of your shadow. But then that also teaches you how to love yourself. And if you can love yourself unconditionally, you can love the flaws in other people unconditionally. You and me fight so much. <laughs> We're so different. But I feel like because I love myself and mm. you love yourself, okay. we can meet in the middle. Yeah. That's really interesting. And that's that's why it's so hard to bring new people into the organization. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. Hey, what's the requirement for coming into self-fire? Love yourself. <laughs> love yourself. Love yourself like crazy. Yeah. And then you can come be in this. Radical self-acceptance. Radical self-acceptance. Like I'm never going to be a basketball player. Damn. You have to accept You'll be that. a fly-ass <laughs> basketball player too. Yeah. Oh my God, you got the attitude Michael and Jordan everything. Would be my, That's my why coach. Michael Jordan's coming to you in your subconscious, bro. Oh my God. Yeah. When's the last time you dribbled a basketball? My uncle and I used to play when we were kids. That's oh, I'm going to give you some it. game. I'm going to give you some game. <laughs> Most of the time, I just watch my brothers play. No, 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 no. You would be a baddie on the court. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, that's crash gotten crazy fan mode there. Um, super sick, super sick. So let's, um, we're now in 2020. This will be released in 2020. Um, you know, I know Kevin has been living in 2020 since October. Yeah, he's, you know, on, he's some on, on some other shit. He's on some other stuff. So yeah. all this in now, uh, everything you've explained on so many different fronts, what are you going into 2020 with? Like, what are you going into this next decade with? What What's the intention? How are you, how are you now in the digital media space, in the personal development space, in the coaching space, and all of these spaces, how do you plan to interact with those spaces now, mm-hmm. given all everything you know? Um, like, what's the game plan? That's what yo, I'm really I, trying to say. I can't, I can't oh, say can't. that on well, camera. On. Why not? Because um, they're competitors? We live in a universe of abundance. What are you talking truth, about? <laughs> truth. You know, it's so interesting because... Um, it was just my birthday and I was thinking about this a lot. I was like, last year I thought about getting smart. Mm. I was like, oh, I just want to get really, really smart, mentally strong. So if you do take a shot at me, it's not about me. It's about you. I learned that. Mm. And then this past year, I wanted to learn. 
I wanted to open up my heart more to love. And so I feel like the game plan is to teach people the lessons that I've learned um, in tangible ways that they can go and apply it in their own life. And if they can't take the tangibles and apply them to their own life, then at least create conversations that cause them to think there's nothing better that I like no better feeling I have than when some stranger on my Instagram comments back pages mm. of ideas from one one like one video mm. and so if to me I feel like that's winning that's just what, think yeah. I want people to challenge their thoughts why do I think the way that I think that's why you were sitting in that chair <laughs> yeah young woman that is exactly <laughs> why and that's exactly the that's the thesis that's the genesis of that right there it's just like just think, man. Just think. Just think. Think, because your your thoughts will change, your realities will change, your truths will change. Mm. But if you have that connection with yourself and you understand that, then I feel like you're able to, you're able to, my biggest thing is like, okay, I want to be the best communicator in the world. That's literally one of my goals. And mm. I was like, where, where does that actually trickle down? Where do you actually create real change? You create real change generationally, right? Mm -hmm. So if you create generational change, then where does where is the common thread in that generational change? Let's change the way that I think so then the humans that I, I breed think differently and that's their baseline. Mm -hmm. Think of my baseline. My baseline is an immigrant. Mm -hmm. right and the thought and the mindset of an immigrant who's like yo like i gotta fucking make it in canada but i got the opportunity to start from self-actualization mm. imagine where the next generation gets to start from mm. that's my goal and then to also teach people that that's a big goal <laughs> that's a big goal yeah how do you think about death how do i think about death mm. I think I have a unique view on death because I've had a lot of death in my life. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like um, I'm very comfortable with it. It's hard. How do you feel about your own death? Um, it comes. It'll come. You're at peace with it. I'm at peace with it because I'm not the person who has to deal with my death. Are you at, are you at peace with it because you're like, oh, I've got so much life left in me. Are you at peace yeah. with it? Are you going to be at peace with it? At 96? How, how will you know whether you're at peace with your death or not? I think about this a lot. When I was a kid, I used to uh, go to George Derby and I would um, go and chat with the old people there. Was, mm. I don't know, something about it. I was so interested in it. And all these people, what they would talk about, like, oh, I'm so depressed at this. I'm like, I wish I did this. I, I, like, I feel like I took that knowledge and I was like, okay, if that's what people who, that's why you read a book. Yo, mm. that dude spent four years focusing on that idea and I can learn this in what, a month or however long it takes me to read this book. Mm. I'm going to read that book and I'm going to learn from that person who's had that experience and invested that time. Mm. And so for me, I feel like being comfortable with death is being comfortable with the way that you live your life. Mm. And that's why I don't have that, that, insane urgency and anxiety anymore that's why i don't have that um dissatisfaction mm. of li life or like i feel like i like every day so it's like if i died today hey i saw my family i got to ride with people i fuck with mm. and i listen to cool music <laughs> like i don't know i live yeah. a good life i had a good day and you guys deal with the death and i feel like whoever's left behind they learn the lessons that they need to learn from the people that died. Cause I learned the lessons that I need, like I needed to learn from the people that left my life. Hmm. If you died yesterday, your life would be a victory. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. What if, what's the synop like, what's the synopsis of your life? What, what do you think is like your one core, your one core 
message in all of this? What's the one core thing you're trying to communicate to people? The one core common theme of the way you put yourself out in the world? I know you're hard to define, mm. but I'm trying to define you. I, but I'm trying to, you know, let you define you through your own words. I think I'm truthful. Mm. And I think that, like I said, my truths change. But I think that I always sit in my truth. And I think that's, I'm trying to get people to be more truthful with themselves. Mm. Oh, he said that to me and that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But why? Why? Mm-hmm. Like, let me be truthful and honest with myself why this is impacting me because that's that's actually gonna change me i don't even like the word change it's gonna it's gonna transform me it's gonna help me grow yeah i'm gonna evolve through this i'm gonna evolve through that yeah that's a huge like i men have problems putting uh space between them and their egos Mm -hmm. i feel like women have problems putting space between them and their emotions yeah and that's like that's super hard so maybe speak to the speak to the confidence aspect and maybe speak to the emotion aspect as well. How do, how do these people do it? You did it. How do these young people do it? I still do it every day. Mm. Yesterday I was triggered out of my mind mm. emotionally. Well, Kevin or no, <laughs> Kevin had to deal with it. He deals with all the repercussions, yeah. but that's the thing. I was so triggered, but that trigger before used to paralyze me for months. Right. And that trigger only paralyzed me for a day. Mm. You get better at it because you your relationship with your emotions change. Your relationship with what triggers you change. But you have to actively do that. Because you are sitting in your truth and you're figuring out why am I triggered? Mm. Why is this messing me up? Mm. I know that like, yo, he oh boy did not deserve my attitude <laughs> <he> yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> no. But then you like you surround your pe- yourself with people who understand that and who like just love you through it. Yeah. But you also have to understand that for yourself and love yourself through that and be like, hey, I am triggered today. I something about this situation still kind of fucks me up. Mm. And so now I'm gonna go and be truthful with myself and navigate that and figure it out because then maybe next time it'll only trigger me for 10 minutes yeah it's that thing actually literally triggered me today it triggered me for less than five minutes Mm. because it's just like my relationship with my emotions is different i don't let i think you know what though can i tell you a story please i used to have a boss he's the same guy that i met today and I was just telling him today, I was like, when I stopped making you the victimizer, I was no longer the victim. And when I changed that narrative, it it changed my reality. So if I'm not the victim, then I, I this is an equal exchange. And if this experience is an equal exchange, then we can both learn from it. Yeah, you were still a dick, but that was your shit that you had to go and figure out. And I was subject to that lesson because that's something that I had to figure out. I had mm-hmm. to learn how to stand in myself. Mm-hmm. And I attribute my ability to do that now. Attribute? Attributes? Attribute. Yeah. I was going to let that one slide. I, I know. Yo, I'm a little pop. <laughs> um, to that experience. So would I ever take it back? No. And I feel like that it's also like the peace that you find in like my experiences are for me, not to me. Mm, your experiences are for you, not to you. Yeah. That's a bar. Yeah. That's a bar. Stephen Candela. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Where where should we direct people here? Where so what's what's coming from you content wise? What are we looking forward to? Yeah, people and- should sign up at um you can go on xoandhustle.com or mm. .ca. Uh both of them redirect to the same thing. Mm. And you can sign up to be the first to know when the new show does drop. And you can find me right now on I am Stephen Candela on Instagram. I love it. 
and at Self-Hired. I love it. Plug. Thank you so much, Sue. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to dive a little bit deeper, get a little bit more connected and join in with the family over here at ThinkSpace at Self-Hired, uh, you know, first off, just make sure to subscribe on whatever listening platform you use, Spotify, Apple, whatever it may be. Uh, if you actually went to YouTube and check this out there, uh, the visual a- aspect adds a lot. Make sure to hit us with a little subscribe or a thumbs up over there. You know, as for social platforms, you can get at me at Joss Biggins, J-O-S-S-B-I-G-G-I-N-S. You can get at ThinkSpace at ThinkSpace Podcast, or you can get at at Self-Hired as well. Uh, if you really want to get looped in, we send out communications to our like inner core of group listeners um, on the mailing list. The link is in the description for that. Uh, and as always, if you guys had some thoughts, uh, review us. If it was good, if it was bad, let us know. Uh, and if you really want to take the conversation to another level, just shoot me a DM. I'm happy to continue the conversation about whichever podcast on whatever platform there. Happy to have a conversation. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.